Hi there, and welcome back to Muckle Mimosas, the podcast where no one has time for proper stemware. So we grab that nearest cup and we fill it on up because here we come ready to spill the tea, but not our drinks because, say it with me now, not in this economy. Okay, so first things first, I'm so humbled and in awe of all the love and support I've gotten for this podcast. I struggle with accepting praise and bigging myself up, but I have to say I'm really proud of what I put out and I'm really excited to do more stuff like this and expand my reach because you know what? I'm a pretty dope person to know. So thank you for listening because it really does mean the world to me. And just know that the best compliment you can give is to recommend this podcast to someone else. Also, give me a follow on uh, Instagram or TikTok, both at Liz Laugh Love NYC, because I share more of myself there and in real time. Plus, you can count on me for some really good affirmations if you're feeling brain dead and can't think of nice things to say to yourself. Don't worry, boo. Liz got you with the kind words. All right, so on to the topic at hand, which is shame and how I'm changing my relationship with it. While I love to say, ain't nobody got time for that, when it comes to self-criticism, my mind will make the time, honey. So today I'm going to talk about some areas where I'm flipping the script on shame in relation to myself, the things I said or did to start changing that narrative. So let's talk about it. So the first area where I'm changing my relationship with shame is around body image. So before I jump into like what I'm doing, I feel like I got to tell you a little bit of background, right? So I am an Afro-Latina child of the 90s. I am the daughter of skinnier is better, The time from the time of heroin chic, right? I'm the daughter of an almond mom who was always on Weight Watchers or Atkins or The Zone or this diet or that diet. And this, this shame around weight and image was just so deeply rooted. I mean, like, Latinos love using your insecurities as nicknames of terms of endearment, you know, like as a fat child, I was gordita everywhere I went. And let me tell you something, it made me want to launch myself off a bridge, like crack open a hole in the floor and have it swallow me up. Every single time somebody called me that, I, I literally just wanted to disappear and die. And it was it's it was not fun. So that's a little bit about like how deeply rooted this uh kind of shame around body image was. And you know, whatever you see right now, there there is such a difference. My body has gone on on such a journey over the the last 30 plus oh my gosh, almost 40 years of my life. Um but you know in reality, I, I was overweight since I was like little, you know, I, I, I love to eat and, you know, eating was my comfort. I, you know, that's just, that's just the reality is that as a, as a, as a fat kid, you know, those things were kind of just ingrained to me, you know, not being able to shop at the regular people you know, clothes stores, having to go, you know, to the the quote unquote, what I like to call the, the Sunday church section of the stores in order to find things that fit, which was really just a plus size. And I called it that because it was clothes for adults and I wanted to dress up and like in cute things. But 
that's that's the background. Uh, I have a long history and a lot of experience of being uh, fat and hating my body and being told by everyone, uh, society, family, that my body is gross and I'm right to hate it and I need to work as hard as possible to to change it. So, so there's that. <laughs> Um, and so a couple of years ago, I decided to do something again to, to change, uh, my body in and of itself. And this was before the body image, uh, work. This was just like, Hey, I'm at my fattest. I'm at my biggest. I want to lose weight. So I did Weight Watchers and this is a caveat. I've done Weight Watchers multiple times. I've done Weight Watchers three times in my life. And I am a huge advocate of Weight Watchers because Weight Watchers always says to you, one, it's a lifestyle change. We are not a diet, which I absolutely support and like throw all my weight behind. Like you have to change your lifestyle. You can't just get on a diet. And uh, I've had success with Weight Watchers. I'm a huge fan. I, I I love them. And I feel like with Weight Watchers, there's never anything that's off limits. Weight Watchers doesn't say like, no, you cannot eat this. And not having that restriction in my brain really does feel like, you know, it, it just allows me to, to have some sort of freedom. Once I get that restriction, my brain's like, that's all I want. I kind of like lock in. So there's that. Uh, you know, and, and I'll talk more about weight loss and this journey um, in, in another episode, or if you want to know specifically about what of my weight loss journey you want to know about, uh, leave me a, a comment uh, or reach out to me on Instagram or on TikTok. Um, but we're getting back to the, uh, the issue at hand, which is body image, right? So uh, a couple years ago, I did Weight Watchers. Uh, and I got really serious. I, I I found a trainer as well, and I started to lose weight consistently. And over the past, I want to say maybe a couple of years, I've lost about a hundred pounds down from my highest weight. And you know, it's been it's been huge because I look different. I look so different than what I look like when I started this journey, but feeling comfortable with my body has been a struggle, even as the weight has come off because now I'm not, I didn't like quote unquote fix the problem. Now I just have quote unquote different problems. I'm dealing with different issues like, you know, and but new issues to me like loose skin and like now my boobs are, are a little flat. And, you know, this felt really hard to me because I was just like, I'm doing all of this work. It, it, it feels super challenging. And, you know, and, you know, like I still look a little crazy. <laughs> uh, and by a little crazy, I meant a lot crazy because I always like try to be, you know, like soft in the blow. Uh, and so in the midst of my weight loss, I had uh, some mental health breaks <laughs> and I found my amazing therapist, which I talk more about in episode one. So if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to episode one. But starting my work with her, that was one of the main things that we talked about. In addition to like me feeling better and saying nicer things about myself, body image was one of the things that we talked about. And, you know, like she said, you know, you, you have to, you, you have to convince yourself that, you know, 
you love your body and that your your body is is great and you know i was just like uh no that's your job <laughs> that's what you do and she's like no i just give you the tools and you know you you got to do it so she was just like you know go and start like go into the mirror and say nice things about your body like say affirmations about your body and you know with this struggle of losing weight you know feeling comfortable with my body has been even more of a struggle because before it was kind of just like okay i know what this looks like i know that this is not desirable because i'm not doing anything about it but on the flip i was doing a lot of things about it and it just felt like nothing was happening so it was it was a struggle I, I i gotta say like doing that feeling comfortable with my body believing the things that i said uh was a struggle and and you know so i told my therapist this you know like this is a struggle like i i generally excel at things <laughs> i don't do things that i don't know i'm gonna excel at and this is a struggle so what's going on and she asked me like well so so what does it look like when you're you know saying these things to yourself in the mirror and I was just like, well, you know, like I go, I wake up, I say it, and then I go on about my day. And she's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, like, are you like looking at yourself? And I'm like, eh, sometimes like, yeah, sure. And she's like, okay, well, are you, are you naked? And I'm like, no, why would I be naked? And she's just like, girl, you want to feel better about your body. You got to, you got to tell yourself things and look at yourself and believe it. You have to convince yourself. And this felt hard, right? Because I didn't. I didn't believe what I was saying. I, I started doing what I thought was the requirement, right? Like getting in the mirror and saying things like, oh, you're the sexiest thing in the world and your body is perfect, but not believing anything that came out of my mouth. And you know what? And she was just like, okay, so like try something different. And you know, one day I, I changed it. And I think I have the secret to you. Do you want to know the secret? Do you want to appreciate and love your body? Well, I'm here to tell you how. How, you ask? Come on, lean in close and get the secret. Just look yourself in the eyes and believe the words you say. Sorry if you think that I swindled you, but I promise you that there is no secret sauce. Because baby, if there was, I'd be the first in smoking on Shark Tank, making a killing, okay? Rich rich money falling from the skies from selling that sauce i probably call it something like mm, i don't know liz's flossy saucy you know trademark don't steal my idea uh <laughs> but yeah that that was it that's sorry kids but that's the secret is you gotta believe the things that you're saying to yourself and then eventually they'll just come true i i started by like looking at myself in the mirror and saying your body, your legs are very strong because they can hold you up. And then I would start saying like, wow, you are really flexible. All things that are true that I couldn't deny that regardless of how big I was, how small I was, how fat I was, how skinny I was, how tan I was, how pale I was, regardless of how heavy I was, how light I was, regardless, I was always going to be flexible with some restrictions because my belly, right? I was always gonna, my legs were always gonna be strong because they were always gonna hold me up. And you start saying things like that to yourself. And then slowly your brain starts coming up with things that that you believe are true, that are true. Like, oh, I do like the way 
that my my boobs look today they look kind of nice oh wow i my my shape is really like looking appealing to me okay oh look at that i'm getting a little booty back there okay my workouts are paying off it it, it was just really about saying these things to myself and then just actually saying them over to myself looking at myself in the eye until i believe them and spoiler alert i believe it i believe all of those things you cannot tell me i'm not the baddest bitch out there right but there are also some days where i'm just like ugh, these boobs are looking a little flat Oof, i wish this butt was a little big i have a long ass back right you know like all of those things but it all starts with you convincing yourself. And if you are just like, I'm never going to do that, then guess what? You've already manifested it. You're never going to do that. That ties in perfectly to another area of my life where I'm changing my, I'm, I'm actively working on changing my relationship with shame. And that is in my romantic relationship with my husband. Um, so I always say I'm the last person to talk to talk to about dating advice because I've been off the market for quite some time. But you know what? In the spirit of bigging myself up, I have to give myself props for maintaining my relationship. Although we're only newly married, I've been with my husband for 14 years. So we're like fully, fully enmeshed in each other's lives, right? So this man has seen me as my, at my fattest, at my skinniest, at my prettiest, at my ugliest, and everything in between. You name it, and he's seen it. So why in the hell does the little voice in my head tell me that I should feel shame or embarrassment about myself when he's around, about my decisions, when we're talking about, about my opinions? I just, I don't know. I always worry he'll be grossed out by beyond repair by, I don't know, something like stinky feet or like Flappy loose skin or you know the way my body has changed post weight loss but the fact of the matter is that he doesn't care like he does not care at all i mean he's a human right so he's gonna notice a smelly armpit when we're getting frisky right because that's real that's a thing that's happening or you know he's gonna give me a side eye if I like put clothes on to go outside, but I'm on day three without a shower, <laughs> right? You know, pandemic life. But you know, he's locked in, right? He married me. He married me for God's sakes. I mean, it took him way too long to marry me, but that's not today's topic, right? Right, right. Okay. So what what do I do when, how do I change my relationship with shame when, when it comes to, to my partner, my husband, the person that, that, you know, like I'm, I'm making my life with is I just remind myself this, this is a moment where I, I use a, a myriad of techniques, right? Because my brain is really good at, at like, creating scenarios right so like i have to remind myself my partner wants the best for me always every move he makes every word he says is meant with love and care behind it even if it's sassy even if it's snarky right but like i said my brain is smart so 100 of the judgments that i think he's passing on me are 
surprise created by me my brain this brain that i have on my head one thing that i will say that i can never ever ever downplay i will always big up this brain is very smart and stellar at coming up with crazy ass scenarios that have no freaking basis in reality because my imagination is off the freaking charts so sometimes i have to take myself out of my head and i have to put myself in the present moment in those moments where i'm just like you know worried about you know if it's something you know intimate or romantic if you know like we're getting frisky if you know like we're we're kissing or something and and i and i take myself out of the moment oh my god you know i haven't showered you know what 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 am i gonna do like what what is he gonna think what is he gonna say girl he initiated it and he lives here so he knows you ain't showered and he still chose it so he loves you in the same way that I have to also remind myself, I have to flip the script. I have to flip the script. And if the tables were turned, what would I want? I would I would do it. I would move forward. I don't care about him. I love him. So sometimes he's stinky and that's okay. You know, sometimes, you know, he he's in a mood and 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 that's okay. So in those moments, I have to remind myself, this person chose me. And I chose this person. And, you know, when somebody makes a conscious choice, they choose good and bad. But, you know, when it comes to the body stuff, you know, where I feel like he'll be yucked out or something like that, it's a little easier to come back by grounding myself in the moment, reminding myself, enjoy the feeling or using the what do you see, what do you hear grounded techniques. But, you know, it's, it's a little harder to get myself out of the feelings of shame when it has to do with my actions or my perceptions of his perceptions. So, you know, straight up, if I feel judged in my relationship, if I feel shame about something, I outright tell my partner. Spoiler alert, it took me 14 years, five medication calibrations, and three therapists for me to finally give in and do this. So my hope is that you hear this today and save yourself some time, some money, some energy, and just tell your partner how you feel. Why? Because if they're the right one for you, they're going to help you see just how silly your brain is being. You know, see the the scenarios that your your mind is creating the the imaginary connections that your mind is making they're going to they're going to help you get out of that and if they're the wrong one for you they're just going to make you feel crazy and gaslit they're going to drive you deeper into that feeling and at the end of the day you have to remember nobody the the person who loses the most from a closed mouth is me if I don't advocate for me, if I don't say what I feel, if I don't say what I need, if I don't say what I want, I can't get it. And I'm not gonna. Because closed mouths don't get fed. That actually ties in perfectly to the next topic that I've been kind of changing my relationship with shame about. And that is around work versus worth. So we've reached the final point of separating your worth from your work. And truth be told, I kind of don't really have any tips here and looking for tips, <laughs> looking for tips from you. Leave them in the comments, send them to my Instagram because 
I am struggling big time. You know, like I mentioned before, I am Afro-Latina. You know, my Dominican family instilled in me immigrant values of, you know, like if you're not working, you're useless. You need to be contributing. You need to be producing. Like, what are you doing? Not to mention like this capitalist society, right? Of like, you know, if you are not giving something, if you're not making something, if you're not producing something, a physical, tangible thing to the world, then you're worthless and you're not doing anything. And, you know, it's just been really hard for me to accept uh, the fact of, and get ready, like, hold your butts here. You are valuable, period. Did you, did you fall over? Like, were you sitting down? Let me say it again. You are valuable, period. Regardless of what you make, regardless of what you produce, whether you cure cancer or, you know, binge a 20 season show in a week, you know, or can crush a can on your forehead, regardless of any of that, like, you're valuable and you bring value and worth to like whatever you do just by being you. So this, this, that has been really hard for me to, to accept and, and believe and have it be real because I'm just used to going, 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 working, 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 producing, and it's not easy. And it's, it feels bad. (laughs) And I sometimes, most times actually, don't know what I'm doing when it comes to separating my worth from my work. And then I translate that into things that I love, right? Like, okay, well, since I'm not working, uh, I can be useful and, you know, bring worth by doing something else, producing content on Instagram, producing this podcast, or, you know, writing things down or, you know, giving my friends advice. It's, you just have to stop in those moments and just in those moments, think about what you're grateful for, right? Think about your, your group, your people, your, 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 your tribe, your, your, the people that you surround yourself with because they chose you and they keep choosing you. And that means something. That means that you bring value and you bring joy and you bring something to them, to their life. You enrich them in some way, literally just by existing, by breathing, by being. And that is something that I have to just keep reminding myself out loud, very similar to the body image work that, that I've done uh, and, and retrained my brain. I, I am actively doing that for retraining my brain to separate my worth from my work. I, and I think for me, the key is saying these things out loud saying these things out loud, looking myself in the mirror when I say them and saying like, you are valuable. You bring worth to any room you step in literally just by breathing. Saying those things and just saying them over, convince yourself, convince yourself because it's actually true. Like if we, 
if we are actually talking about it, if we're, if we want to, if we want to really get into the tea of it all, right? It's true. You are, you bring value to the people that you interact with. You bring, you bring joy to those that, you know, choose to surround themselves with you and your love and, and just your, your light, your energy. So in those moments where you're just like, I'm not producing anything, I'm not doing anything, I'm not being useful, I'm not being of value, I'm not bringing any worth to this project, to this, to this table, to, to this relationship, to this interaction, just remember that you are valuable just by existing. And if that's, and if that's all you take from this, then that's all you take. But remember that in those moments when you're struggling, you are valuable just by existing. And again, that's not something that I, I believe every day, but it's something that I'm going to say to myself every single day until I believe it, because that's how I retrain the brain to get its shit together, right? Because it's shape up or ship out. It's wait, shape up or ship out. That's how you say that, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> Great. And that's a wrap on episode two, y'all. So to recap, if you want to start retraining your brain, you have to believe the words coming out of your mouth and you have to look yourself in the eye and believe the words coming out of your mouth. If you don't believe it, say something different. Say something you believe because your brain will just follow suit, I promise you. I know it sounds simple, but it's hard as shit. So I am sending you all the positive vibes for when you actually decide that you're ready to start that work because it's hard, but it's worth it because your peace is worth it. So as always, thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend. And if you have a minute, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to Mugful of Mimosas. And also follow me on Instagram or TikTok, both at Liz Laugh Love NYC for more of this uh, millennial life with an emphasis on daily affirmations. I'm like a big proponent of that. I've already talked about that. Listen to episode one if you want to hear more. Uh, staying fit, fat, and fabulous, and uh, peppered with a lot of judgment from my lazy dog, my, my Sheba. So as always, thanks so much for listening to this week's Mugful of Mimosas with Liz. If you can, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen. And follow me on Instagram or TikTok at LizLaughLoveNYC. See you next week and make sure that your cup stays full. Bye!